Hello, everybody, and welcome back to It's Not an Opinion, It's a Fact. Uh, today, we're going to be talking about Drive, now that I have actually officially watched it. We're also going to talk about Aziz Ansari's new stand-up that's on Netflix that came out. And we're also going to bring in two different video games that we, uh, that we thought was interesting to be talking about today. And just to, just because you forgot, uh, my name is Stefan. His name is irrelevant. My name is Lorenzo. <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, you're a piece of shit, and here we go uh, <laughs> to talk about Drive. So the other day, last episode, we mentioned that one of my favorite movies is Drive. And you, f- I finally got you to watch it. You sat down, and you watched all of it without looking at your phone once, which I'm very proud of you for doing. Yep. Yeah. So how did, how did you like it? I actually really did like it. It was actually a lot better than I thought it would be. Yeah, it's fucking fantastic. I love yeah. it. I think, I think my favorite thing about it was just the entire aesthetic of the film. Oh, just, just like the stylized. Yeah, like, like the, that neon neon club kind of yeah, style. Like I Michael like that. Man movie. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's fucking beautifully shot, honestly. Yeah. It is. Like and every shot is deliberate. And it is. It's, it is. <sighs> and it's just like I, I'm such a, I'm such a, like a whore for good technical camera angles extreme zoom-ins oh so that's what you're a whore for oh oh baby oh baby you don't know what gets me going (laughs) but there's dutch angles oh shit you really (laughs) want to know what really get my gears turning what gets your gears turning extreme close-ups oh my god you know what i love a tracking shot (laughs) (laughs) but but yeah so like it was just the good the good camera angles the lighting was phenomenal um ryan gosling is in this film and for being first of all character- just to we will be spoiling the movie so for spoilers for the seven-year-old movie that is drive but continue sorry yeah so if you haven't watched drive watch what you think you're doing yeah, like, are you fucking lorenzo two days ago i Jesus, know right? you idiot you unwoke you sack of garbage idiot baby and i if <laughs> you know what <laughs> Come meet me in Pensacola. We'll talk about it. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but yeah. So I just really, I really like the lighting, as well as Ryan Gosling is in this film, like I said. And for him being the main character, he didn't need a lot of lines to still demonstrate his emotion and what he was trying to say. He is really great in this movie. Yeah, like, like a lot okay, of scenes. Okay, so it's it's sorry to interrupt yeah. you, but his like. Facial expressions throughout the movie mm-hmm. tell you so much about the character and what he's feeling and everything that's going on. Like, there, oh, a common criticism at this movie is that he does not talk a lot, which I I agree, but it he adds so much depth to the character just in what he does get across by not talking. His his mm-hmm. body language, his facial expressions, like his behavior, which is a a main point of the movie, a main theme of the theme of the movie is the behavior of the driver driver and what it relates to so yeah and i don't know in my opinion if you can if you can sit there for maybe what like one scene just three minute three four minutes of him just just messing with something he was like building something and they just kept doing different angles of him touching this item under a lamp and then zooming on his face going back out and then again on his face the fact that he didn't have to say a single line. He didn't have to act any differently than just being concentrated on this one thing. He yeah. didn't have to overly express that he's sighing or any other great body gesture for you to still know that he's clearly sad or troubled 
or anything of that nature. I think being able to convey a whole message without even saying one word yeah. is the definition of a good actor or actress because it's complete body acting. And I just, I don't know, I fell in love with that whole concept of yeah, relaying a message. He, I mean, he does the same thing, you know, if you've seen this movie, but it's actually also really good, uh, The Place Beyond the Ponds. Mm, Super good. He plays a similar character, but I think there's enough difference for you to, I, I would give that movie a watch too if you liked his performance here. But um, yeah, Drive as a whole, people were pretty polarized when it first came out. Like, critics really loved it for the most part, um, but audiences i think it was marketed as kind of an action movie kind of a fast and furious type of action movie and that's that's not what it's it is not at all. it's it's, not it's an art very artistic like you said it's got a style it's got a, it's got a theme it's it's a meditation on uh just to throw out my big words it and ego <laughs> and and it's it's not it's not that at all which is i think why people were really turned off by it at first exactly it's just kind of like audience expectations going in and even then, like, I think the the, the thing that kind of also made me turn around, because after watching it, there's a lot of stuff to kind of look at in this film. And there's a lot of stuff that happens on screen. And then after I finished watching, Stefan's like, okay, well, what do you think the message was? <laughs> I was like, bitch, I don't know. Like, <laughs> <laughs> he drives, right? <laughs> like, he drives. Yeah. And he likes his neighbor's kid. <laughs> like, <laughs> like <laughs> I was like, I don't fucking know. He just wants to be a family man. He doesn't want to be a, a driver. I've, I've seen this movie maybe 15, 16 times. And it, uh, I just, I've overanalyzed a lot of it. So it's not, it's not necessarily your fault if you, if you didn't analyze it like I did the first time. <laughs> this is his way of saying, you didn't get it the first time, you dumb sack of balls. Hope you roast. <laughs> <laughs> Well, my feelings about you have been known, but this is this is beyond the movie. Um, like honestly, though, this movie. Let's do you want to let's go through it. I know, like this is necessarily a new one, but you just want to hit the big points, or let's let's just talk about actually what what it's about and what like. I mean, you're the like one you watched said, it sixteen times. You just mentioned like the themes and stuff. Just to talk, just a, a big overview is that is that Ryan Gosling is a guy who drives at night and listens to pop songs. Um, <laughs> you, hear, you heard it here first, folks. Um. <laughs> no, the music in this movie is fantastic, but he's, he's a getaway driver. <laughs> and well, shit. <laughs> really hit the nail. That's how... Um, I think that's how the director, Nicholas Winding Refn, the uh described the movie to Ryan Gosling when he first when they first met. <laughs> and I think that's pretty apt. But <laughs> there's obviously more going on than that. But yeah. <laughs> the soundtrack to this film is fucking amazing. Oh phenomenal. I own it on vinyl just to show everyone I'm a huge hipster. But uh What was it that you called it? You said It's pink. It's I pink. Own, I own it on pink disc. No, I said pink vinyl because it's literally pink. You're you're acting like I'm throwing some new then, fucking fantastical term at you. Like, I was like, oh what? You're like, I own it on pink. It's like, pink vinyl because of the fucking neon aesthetic and the I pink. Don't, I, don't, I don't know. I just call it a fucking vinyl regardless of what color. No, be okay. So that's you're so fucking dumb right now. I swear <laughs> to God, I hate you so fucking much. <laughs> you know what? 
We're dropping that. <laughs> I'm just whatever you thought about it. That's fine. I described it perfectly to you. <laughs> I'm not even gonna go further because I don't want to argue right now. <laughs> that's fine. But, to get back to what we were talking about, since you rudely tried to call me out in front of everyone. I'm just going to say, for Stefan's birthday, I don't think he owns any blue vinyl. I don't know if it sounds any different. Maybe it has something to do with No, blue it's just gray. the color, you piece of shit. I'm just denoting the color of the fucking thing before... Oh, God. So... <laughs> Ryan Gosling is a getaway, is a getaway driver. <laughs> Who grows fond of a neighbor and her son. She's not widowed, but her husband is in jail, and that's going to be a big hot point coming up. And yeah. As they grow closer, uh, her husband is released, played by Oscar Isaac, who is, I think, really good. He has a, he has a, a very short role, but he's, he's good at what he does. And the wife is uh, Carrie... No. Why am I doing this? I wanted to say Carrie Mulligan, but it's not Carrie Mulligan. It's Michelle... Michelle Williams, who is fantastic, who's also in Blue Valentine with him. You ever seen that movie? Blue Valentine? Yeah. Do they have it in Pink Valentine? <sighs> Boy, you're not going to be any help in the rest of this. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Michelle Williams, who's fantastic. And the the husband ends up getting in trouble with a mobster played by Ron Perlman, which you want. You won't accept that his name is Ron Perlman. What do you describe him as? He's a hellboy. Yeah. So. And if push comes to shove, Sons of Anarchy. Okay. Why am I doing this? Why am I discussing this movie with you? <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? Since you're just not into me describing the plot right now, I'm just going to quickly say, gets in trouble, there's a shootout, people die, he gets stabbed in the end, he wears a sweet jacket. <laughs> Boom. What I find really interesting about this movie, though, is it's not, I mean, it is plot-wise a straightforward um, kind of neo-noir, even an aesthetic, like it looks like one of, like a Michael Mann-directed noir, like a heat type of thing, and he... It, it's very straightforward plot-wise, you know, but I think that the themes and what it's getting across is is very, is a deeper meaning to everything. We talked a little about that. Mm -hmm. Do you want to say what you thought it was about to any degree since we already... I mean, I just thought it was just like... Okay, push a gun to your fucking head right now. Gun to your head. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think it's about? Go. It's about a man who's longing for a family and he just wants to be related to, I guess... Yes. And, you know, he just does bad things, but he doesn't want to be a bad person. That's how I took it out, but it was super surface. So. So. Yeah, I mean, that you're right. You're right, Trisha. I agree. He's, he's longing for Michelle Williams. And, again, they don't talk a lot, but what they do get across in their facial expressions is that longing, what you just said. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's, it's Ryan Gosling grapp grappling with his past that we don't know a lot about. Or what he does as a side job, you know, the getaway driver. And connecting those two parts of him to this part that wants to be better, that wants to be, you know, with Michelle Williams. And uh, it's that kind of du du duality of man, you know, that, like I said, that id and ego that's battling throughout the movie. And, he, you know, like he will, will act kind 
and and like a hero like there's a, a big running theme throughout the movie is actually the song real hero and like mm-hmm. a hero but at the same time you get a scene of him in the elevator beating brutally beating a man's head in with his yeah. fucking foot and just cr- braining him fucking everywhere yeah he, and yeah. it's uh it's that kind of do you want to you want to just not want to talk about this movie I at just, all or do you want to i'm listening to you. <laughs> i'm agreeing I'm like yeah, this is a I, good day for us that, that happened yeah, yeah yeah that did happen and then I was, I, I was kind of taken aback because it wasn't that like the first official like person he no killed no no, no actually i can't remember he kills the two guys who try to come murder him, and I'm oh, forgetting yeah, her name. But she's played by Christina Hendricks. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay. okay, that was it. That's and you see was, again like, that damn. kind of duality whenever yeah. he actually is grabbing Christina Hendricks' throat. You're like, up to to this point, you know, you get that he he's very professional. Mm-hmm. He hasn't let those seams break. You yeah. know what I mean? But he seems like just kind of a, a tortured soul type with his face. But he gra- you know, when he grabs her neck. And threatens her like that. You see that there's there's two sides to this man. That, yeah, there's yeah. yeah those those whenever I was like, oh man, he he snapped. There's like, these these baser instincts that take over whenever something is is something is about to happen or or something that the driver actually thinks that he needs to do to keep you know mm-hmm. the mom and her her child safe. And afterwards, you get these beautiful shots of him. There's one where after he kills those two people, he's covered in blood, and you kind of just get to see the realization of what he just did come over his face. And again, mm-hmm. like, fucking him. Like, I just want to be Ryan Gosling in this moment because <laughs> he's just so fucking good. <laughs> and I also want to own the drive jacket. But <laughs> he, he, the realization of what he just did and kind of coming to terms with that. But he, again, throughout the movie, he keeps doing these things because it's it's instinct, it's in his nature, which is where that scorpion jacket comes into play. Of Again, he mentions it, the scorpion and the frog. Mm-hmm. And you didn't know this, the story of the scorpion frog, which is this old kind of folk tale or uh, fable. Yeah, it's Aesop's fable. So he, uh, the, the frog offers to take the scorpion across the pond to help him, but the scorpion stings him regardless because that's his nature. And that's the point of this movie is that Ryan Gosling's true nature is at odds with his more civilized form of wanting to be a family man, like you said. And mm-hmm. that throughout the movie, he stings... Not just himself, but also Michelle Williams in the elevator scene. You know, he mm-hmm. kisses her before that, but then he also has to, he has to murder this man. Or he, he feels like he has to, and he stings her right then. And then at the end, whenever he goes to to confront Albert Brooks, which is fucking, he's so fucking good in this movie, too. Mm-hmm. The, the main gangster. Yeah. Yeah. He tells him about this story, and he knows that in this moment, the true nature of both of them is is going to, to end up with, in violence. But he still goes regardless because that's in his nature. He, mm-hmm. You know. No, no. And that's what I love about this movie. There's this surface level noir thriller that's fantastic, but underneath all of that is like these these deeper meditations on, on human behavior, which I love. Yeah. I definitely ten out of ten recommend to watch it. It was definitely a good watch, and then of course, like you just got the rundown, so yeah, you don't have you to just watch it sixteen times. Fucking runs his ear off. Or watch it sixteen times because, yeah. like we said, like it's a beautiful looking movie. It has a great soundtrack. It has great performances across the board. I don't, exactly. I don't think that anyone's really dropping the ball here, performance wise. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it's one of my favorite movies. And I wanted to talk about it because I want to start bringing in 
more of our favorite stuff in the year, and I want to, at the end of the year, we'll have lists about our favorite stuff in the year and whatnot and all that. And oh, I just, I it's like a good idea, idea right? Yeah. I, I like that idea. <laughs> You're hearing it first, folks, because I'm hearing it first. So yeah. like, <laughs> and <laughs> because it's not an opinion, it's a fact. Yeah. <laughs> he brought in the title. He brought in the title. Ooh. <laughs> So what we wanted to talk about next, just to uh, segue over, is Aziz Ansari's new special. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And do you remember the name of it? Because right I, I'm really good at right remembering now. actors' names and whatnot most of the time, but I, I'm so bad at names, so I apologize to everyone it's, listening. It's called Right Now. Okay, Right Now. Awesome. Mm-hmm. But, uh, okay, we'll, we'll again start off with how you felt about it. How'd you, how'd you like it? I liked it. I did. I honestly did. I think the beginning was just kind of like, what's he trying to say? But, like, what's the message that he's trying to convey? But then he brought in some jokes. I also really liked how he incorporated the crowd into his jokes. Yeah, I think and he's so really good at that. And so, it's just like, I was just kind of like, I doubt he would stage that in all personal... Pre- excuse me. <clears throat> in all personal preference. Yeah. I don't I don't think he would stage that, but... um. I liked how you saw the improvisation in his own act by including the audience and then making those references back with the jokes in the audience. I mean, I don't know. I thought it was entertaining and interactive, and yeah. the message that he was trying to convey was also it was good. I liked it overall. What about you? So before we get to my opinion, oh God. let's talk about the background. He hated it. On this. No, he I hated it. I liked it, but we're going to talk about He's it. He's about to shame our Lord and Savior Aziz Ansari. No, I love Aziz Ansari. If, I think if Aziz is listening to this, he's a great writer, and I think he's a true talent, and it's nice to see him coming back, but let's talk about the background on this. He talks about it in the beginning of it. He, last year, was a... So, the accusation is kind of a gray area, because it's not sexual assault. What would you say? What was he accused of? Like, sexual... It was... He, it was... Courage? That's, 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 that's a million-dollar question. It's just kind of like, I've heard different things from different articles. And, and over the overall theme is sexual assault or invasion of, of someone's no, sexual... No, well, because of the girl. So, just, just some background. He was accused of... There was a girl that he took home, and they were leading up to sex, and he asked her during this encounter, you know, if he wanted to have sex. And she said yes, but the girl was then saying that her body language was saying no, and that she really didn't want to, but she felt pressured to. And so they had sex, left, and then she wrote this yeah. whole article. She, yeah, she wrote how she felt. Yeah violated in a way and i there was an interesting article uh i mean i'm not saying that because we this is a tough one Mm -hmm. because we weren't there and we don't know but at the same time there was an article on the new york times i believe it was an opinion piece saying that aziz ansari is only guilty of not being a mind reader you know what i mean that was Mm -hmm. like the whole that was the title and then it goes into depth about well he could have been kind of a jerk during this encounter like yeah. really if you this is the gray area of this whole me too movement that i think yeah. really exemplifies in this case because it's you know it wasn't this is a really like 
weird track to get off on our comedy podcast. <laughs> but, yeah. I mean, it's it's a theme it, in the. It's, it's literally the, it's in so intrinsically tied to this. Yeah, it is. It's, it's hard it's, to not talk about we it. We have to talk about to. it because he talks about it. Yeah, and he he brings up concepts and different key points off of this long yeah. year he's had needing to I, prove himself. I agree more with that article though. I don't. I'm not saying that he might not have been a jerk during it, but I don't know if this counts as a Me Too case. I don't know if this counts as like a, yeah. you know, it's it's that gray area of consent that people haven't really, yeah, d- dwelled into too much. And I yeah. don't know if and like like I said, like this is a comedy podcast, and I don't really you know put my yeah exactly. There, but We're not. It's just a, it's just the idea that I do because of my um major in college and everything i have to be very dove into a lot of political stuff and have to be knowledgeable on all that stuff and even i have to come into that concept that you know i'm I'm a large feminist and i can't find the black and white in this it's a lot of gray area and yeah what is is the definition of this and yeah so just getting past that huge bummer which Mm -hmm. is yeah serious it's very serious yeah we have to we have to (laughs) yeah we have to get to the to the comedy of it all. (laughs) yeah yeah but um, it obviously upset him, I think, because he, he's, yeah. you know, Master of None, I think, is a great show. And Phenomenal. We're, I don't think we're ever going to get a season three of that. I don't, I feel sadly, like. Sadly, sadly. Personally. I don't know if he ends it, up with that French girl. That he did take it very, I hope that he took it very seriously. And it seems that. It seems like it did sink in that way. That he doesn't feel comfortable commenting on romantic issues anymore to the mm-hmm. same degree that what Master of None was doing. I don't know if we'll ever get. I don't think, I don't think we, we will. Because. I like um just to reference like I don't know if just to reference what he said because yeah. it's it's relevant. It's just the idea that he made a whole maybe I wouldn't say ten minutes, but you know, a little less. Yeah. Uh like a like that comments and a few com- comedic um words in there talking yeah. about how whatever he said in let's say two thousand and nine would have sold like hotcakes because it was comedy whenever he was doing pro- parks and rec and everything. Yeah. And then he goes, Now re watching those things, I take two seconds to be like Mm, I won't say that, yeah. you know, because it's just like, it's, he goes, it's evolved. Comedy has evolved. Comedy has evolved from so what he, it was into what it is now and everything yeah, else. He, he definitely took a, a seat back from the limelight for a while now. Mm-hmm. And this is his, his big comeback. Yeah. Right? And I just wanted to mention all of that because I think that this feel, feels very much like a sort of, it's not I'm looking for a word here. It's kind of like that evolution, like you said. Mm-hmm. This feels like a midpoint between the two. It feels like he's progressing towards something more. It does it it's not it's like good, but it's not great and it, it drags and it feels kind of like the stopgap between what either either I don't know at the end what he'll be if, whether he'll be good or bad you know yeah. whether this evolution will be good or bad for him but it, it feels like a midpoint between the two that is not really leaning towards either way and because mm-hmm. of that I think the it suffers honestly yeah and but one thing I do have to commend him on is because he made jokes out of topics that today are constant discussions on the yes, the no's, the rights, the wrongs. And he played on that little line because that was the whole point is where is the line? 
And so he was like setting that up and then he played along that line, making jokes about things that are sensitive topics. Yeah, but in in doing that, and I agree yeah. he's doing that, like it, it does feel like kind of a progressive piece and that it's 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 not really complete. It doesn't feel like a complete mm-hmm. set here. It feels like there's just some kind of like middling about which there's still some really good stuff in there. Like you said, yeah. there's still some really good topics in there, but then he'll Later on, he'll say something, but then later later in the set, it feels kind of like he's reversing on that issue, but he's also still on it. I mean, I know it's all played for comedic effect, which I understand, yeah. but it just feels very... Yeah, and I feel like... And I don't know if that just comes down to he's just writing it out and maybe it was poorly executed or maybe yeah. it was intentional. Because, I mean, a lot of things, we do take a step forward and then we end up taking a few steps back. And I feel like that's how he ended up feeling as well in, in, in himself taking a few steps forward and then something happened going literally going off the chart for a year, taking yeah. a few steps back in his career. And then even the way he ended it, he'd always, he even mentioned specifically saying like, he'd always say, Oh, thank you. And good night. And then he said something like he never, he'll say it because it's something to say, yeah. but it's not that he really felt it. And I thought like whenever you, he, he brought that thing, trying to bring it back the, down. Those little moments, like the beginning and the end, whenever he says these things, do you think they're genuine or do you think that, they are a play for so like some pathos you know and that's i honestly feel like it's tough to tell because exactly. it, it feels it like again like a halfway point like i'm not it sure is. if this is i feel like at the beginning when he started it off mm-hmm. i had the impression that it was like what you said do you mean it or was it just like a pathos yeah. for the joke yeah but i feel like after he said everything that he felt and then he said those jokes along the way Like I said, making fun of the line. Where is the line? Crossing the line? Is this beyond the line? He brought in race. He brought in Michael Jackson. Brought in R. Kelly. He brought in all those things. And he was able to make. Can we just talk about what do you feel feel about Michael Jackson now? Because we talked about this before. Do you think Michael Jackson did it? So he brought in Michael Jackson. (laughs) Brought in R. Kelly. Let's hear it. (laughs) Do you want me to say my opinion first? Because I'll say it. Do it. Go. I think. Yes, he did, because that dude was a weird guy. We've always known he was a fucking weird guy. And now the fact that I'm, I just, not to get too deep into another sexual assault scandal. I know, right? But, yeah, I, I think music, notwithstanding, he was always a weird dude. I think Aziz said it best in his stand-up. Whenever he goes, Michael Jackson brings a small kid on set, and he goes, yeah. but hold up. Where is so and so? Where's the producer? Where's the manager? Culkin said the... he didn't molest him, but the fact is, he was best friends with Macaulay Culkin whenever he was fucking in <laughs> his late twenties. Yeah, I think I think as he said it best, he goes, "What if I were to get a kid, bring him on set today, earlier today? He's seven years old, and I go, yeah. hey guys, this is Jack.' <laughs> and, then, and then he goes, my manager be like, um." Aziz, that's a kid. <laughs> he goes, but that's my best friend. And he goes, um. <laughs> and he goes, no, that's not. I think you might be a pedophile. He, hey, Jack, where's your mom? <laughs> like, like, you know, you know who really, whose story really deserves to be told? Hmm. Bubbles, Michael Jackson's pet chimp. <laughs> I want a documentary on Bubbles. Where the fuck Bubbles Stat. at though? <laughs> Wait, he's still alive. Yo, what? Yeah, Bubbles is still alive. Damn. How old is I Bubbles? I think there's a rumor that he always got his own like hotel room, no matter where they went. Bubbles got <laughs> his own room. I mean, shit, if you can afford it. God, that's monkey, crazy. Think about that. If that monkey 
probably has more money right now or a better life. Oh, than hands us. hands down. That monkey has a better life than I do. Hands down. I just want to fucking be bubbles. But yeah, <laughs> let me be bubbles. I want to be able to fling shit and be like, oh, he's just a monkey. Yeah. <laughs> not only that, but Michael Jackson's monkey. <laughs> you get away with what? Well, maybe not. Maybe depending on your viewpoint. Maybe. I'm Michael Jackson now. Maybe not. <laughs> Ass- assaults white woman in hotel lobby. <laughs> Nobody gives a shit then. <laughs> Can't really be mad at him because he learned from Michael. <laughs> <laughs> That old monkey see, monkey do thing. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I did, I don't know, I, I liked it, but like like Stefan said, it felt like a halfway. It felt like this wasn't the best, but it wasn't the worst. And I feel like he yeah. paved he paved a lot of things that I feel like he wants to say, but because of things that were going on, if you yeah. were to say them, people would pluck out what they want to say. And he made a whole thing about, like, what you can look up any opinion that you want. Like, it's just like, are you right or wrong? Uh, Let's say the same thing, you type it on Google, and then there's all these reasons why it doesn't exist. And then you type it in Google, reasons why it should exist. And then it's, like, all these facts saying why it should exist. And it's like, you you Google for an answer, but you can get an answer in both. And so he made that whole comment, too. And I also like, um, damn, it just slipped my mind. I like his comment on uh, the white millennials. Yes, like, that was that was also that was yeah, also really good. An argument for I like I like how he made it very clear that there doesn't have to be a one extreme to the other. There can be a middle ground. Yeah. And then even the people who say, "Oh, well, I know because I've I've researched and blah blah blah," he also called them out. I like how no yeah. one was out of the spotlight of getting you, called you out. You mentioned his crowd work, and I thought that was also I agree yeah. that it was very good. I like how he brought in the crowd on that one Dan- pizza thing. Greenblatt, what? yeah, yeah, yeah that. Dan but also did. Wow, what fucking luck getting such a funny name yeah. <laughs> of a random person. Dan Greenblatt. Yeah, <laughs> but I like how um. So to bring back the pizza thing, which which I thought was hilarious. Yeah. He he goes and he starts saying, he goes like, dude, every there's so much crazy crap going on. Like he said, how Pizza Hut had a huge scandal because apparently somebody ordered a pizza <laughs> and the pepperonis on the pizza looked like a swastika and so someone took a picture and I it's love this... that you're just telling the whole joke people don't even have to watch the nope, fucking you don't. thing though. you don't have to I got it for you I'm a season Sarah's representative so he's just like he kind of made it sound like a whole like you know like the stupid dress whether it's yellow or blue yeah. or something like that like someone took a picture and said oh it looks like a swastika and everyone's like oh Pizza Hut's racist yeah. and blah 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 and people are like it just looks like regular pepperoni and then he was just saying, you guys know, you guys know what that is and blah, blah, blah. And then the, the crowd was like, yeah, I know what that is. And he asked this one guy, he goes, yeah, you, you, you know that story? And he goes, no, I, th- but I think I heard about it. And he goes, oh, I, I can't remember. Was it on Washington Post or New York Times? And then the guy was like, I think it was, I think it was Washington Post. That's where I read it on. And then he goes, well, I don't know how you read that because I completely made that up. And then it was like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, like I said, it's very, very topical, you know, mm-hmm. with everything he's talking about and, uh, you know, it's. I, I hope that this continues. Like I said, I don't know where he'll end up with, but I hope that this continues on a path where we we do get more of him. Because I don't. It's controversial to say, but I don't know if he should go away because of the. No. And it obviously affected him very much, but it did. Because I mean, it's just the idea that something we don't have all the answers to, and yep. we still don't really have all the answers to. Um, but when you're in the spotlight. And 
at a current time right now where a topic like that is very a heated conversation i i'm sure he got a lot of comments on people who aren't fully informed or don't really have the answer because a lot of people are sporadic and i feel like that's what affected him is how fast everyone can love you and then how fast everyone can just hate you yeah i think he did mention that too. and i think yeah. i think that's what really touched him the most is that you know he was like i have all these fans i have all these people here and, and I'm, then immediately I'm not everyone put their back against me completely convinced that all of that was genuine Oh, yeah. I hope it is. Yeah, I hope course. it was too. I mean, he even started out saying, thank you for coming here. And like, he even yeah. br- brought up the whole thing. Like you guys had to drive here, yeah. wait in line, see me, blah, blah, blah. And then he brought up the, even after what happened, like it was yeah. kind of like a, he likes to see that he still got us sold out, packed yeah. house, even, even after everything that's happened or was said about him. Yeah, but I, I liked it. I just maybe. I just don't think it was great. I don't, I think it, so if I had to rate it personally, mm-hmm. one out of 10, right? Yeah. Mm. I'm between a 6.5 and a 10. Damn. But not, not a 10, 6.5 and a 7. <laughs> mm. What would you give it? Oh, I guess I'm a lot easier and easily entertained. Yeah. I was, I mean, I was going to give it like a 7.5. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. Because, I don't know, it was like 6.5. I was like... <laughs> <laughs> no, I still think, like I said, I still think it's worth a watch. I still think it's good. I just think it is this kind of uh, halfway point between something either worse or better. And I don't know what it's going to be. Like, this is what I'm going to do. We're going to yeah. post this podcast. I'm going to tag Aziz on sorry. Tag I'm going to say, And then I'm going to say, I'm going to say, I'm sorry for the massive disrespect <laughs> my friend represented for you on a public platform. He's not going to fucking talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> but he'll talk to me because I'm apologizing for your behalf. <laughs> so you heard it here first, guys. If Zizan Sorry has anything to say, he can fucking say it to my face. <laughs> he can come here and we will fucking fight in my front yard. <laughs> But yeah. Well, um, now that we cleared that, we rated it. Want to I'm bring sad you just didn't have more to say about Drive. I really thought that we were gonna have this. You're gonna have this deep epiphany, and then I'm right all the time. <laughs> oh, about Drive? Yeah. I would never boost your ego that way. What the fuck? What? What? What'd you say? Huh? Great podcast. <laughs> <laughs> this is great podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> I can't hear you over this noise canceling headphones. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Next thing we want to talk about. <laughs> do you want to talk about your video game first? Yes, let's bring let's in the first segment of video game talk. This is the first video game we've ever talked first about. First video game talk we're going to talk about. So get ready for me to geek out. Yeah, let's hear So it. we're going to start off with. And I'll just give you a. Mm, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's all I want from you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm speaking now. I don't know. I, like I have it. the talking stick. I thought it was good. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> Sounds like my ex. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> so, um. Yeah. Keep going. <laughs> yeah, I feel it. Keep going. <laughs> talking stick fuck okay. you <laughs> go ahead go ahead and talk 
So I thought the first time we should talk about a video game should be with a true classic. Classic wow. That was cultural appropriation, by the way. You're welcome. Talking stink. <laughs> <laughs> so I really liked the idea that wow after going through such wow in case you people know world about of warcraft classic yeah. world of warcraft classic. classic world of warcraft but you know in short wow yeah. so i thought what i liked by blizzard is the idea that they raised world of warcraft becoming one of the massive pushes towards mmorpg gaming that we know today mm-hmm. and They've just gone up through so many expansions. Yeah, the, through so many expansions. Like they started two thousand. Yeah. They started closed beta in two thousand and three, early two thousand three, yeah. and then they opened it up for open beta the spring in two thousand four, and then it got officially released in fall of two thousand four. So it's been around for that long. Yeah. Um, and Classic WoW was a huge hit. Because it was, of course, the first of its kind in that sense to, mm-hmm. to push or like be nope. successful in that sense. Well, wrong. Let oh, me just throw okay. you continue. some real video game nerd shit here. Okay, because continue. every quest was before then, and okay. it was huge. But continue. Okay, true. You're right. So, in my opinion, success. I don't like EverQuest. Fuck it. That's fine. I mean, that's no, before your shit. time, Fuck I feel EverQuest. like, anyway. To me, it was the first. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, I but, feel yeah, like... I think what you're getting at is you like the idea of it going through all these iterations, but then yes. having this kind of nostalgic... Exactly. Yeah. And on top of everything else is just the idea that, like, in my opinion, World of Warcraft went through Classic, yeah. then it went to Burning Crusade, Phenomenal. Then you had Lich King, mm-hmm. and then it seems like it just kind of started dying down after that. It feels like the ideas well, weren't really like coming fresh. I feel like it always fresh. goes back up when there's a new expansion, but then people, it, people always complain there's not enough content. Which I I'm not an MMO player, so I don't fucking know. Yes they, and no. I feel like yeah. what a lot of people also complain about is that the game is getting progressively more directed for people who want to play casually. That the people who play like die hard too, like, too much, they're being capped by the fact that I can get one piece of gear once a week, yeah. and they're just like, okay, what do I do for the rest? Get on another character. So you, you know, you really like the idea of them going back to that hardcore yeah, sensibility, and exactly, of... and give people variation. Is it the idea whenever they moved on plus classic? Wow, yeah. the only way you can play classic, or the only way you can play any other previous expansion Service without just... dealing with the new patches and changes yeah. of the old stuff, is by joining some server or yeah. getting like, and it's like closed network because they don't want people to just join classic WoW just to like be trolls and dick around. That you have to pass this process. There's an interview because they want to keep the servers clean and dedicated mm-hmm. and all this other stuff. But it's all like some third party stuff. Yeah. And so I feel like Blizzard was so focused on focus on our new content. We worked hard on it. Play it. That they didn't take in consideration. Maybe some people don't want Cataclysm. Maybe some people don't want this. Pandas involved and all this other stuff. Look, I, think I people love actually pandas. Like Pandaria, though. I love pandas and Pandaria kind of died off for me. You didn't like Pandaria? I At the like beginning, I was excited. New one. And then it died off. And then I think the only expansion I will say after Lich King. We're getting so nerdy right oh, now. I love yeah. it. We're just diving in. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the only expansion for me that I will say after Lich King that I will say is like, holy shit, this is amazing, was Legion. Because it was, in a sense, a Burning Crusade revival. Yeah. And it was like bringing back illidan saying oh he's not really dead let's talk about classic yeah all right. <laughs> i'm just giving the rundown okay fuck you <laughs> and so um 
Yeah. So they're bringing back Classic, and uh, I personally have not been able to get access to play the beta whenever it came out. I watched a lot of streams about it, though. I've seen a lot of videos on it. Yeah, I saw a lot of videos. When does it come out? Let's talk about that. It comes out this fall, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. So it comes out this fall, um, and I saw a lot of streams about it. It looks very promising. I actually have a friend who was able to play the beta, Yeah. and he was able to tell me how it is and everything else, and I got to talk to him one-on-one, and I asked him a few questions. I think he gave the best – I just wanted to quote it exactly because he gave a really good – um thing of what he said because i asked like does it feel like classic wow like you can see it and all that other stuff and i've you know watched big shot hot shot streamers but you know by the time you like if you're not watching them from day one let's say you watch them on the first day when they start like three quests yeah day three because they just play for 18 hours a day they're already like level 30 or something you're just like holy shit like i get to miss all this crap and i don't really see if it's the same and like you miss them for another two days and they're already like max level doing battlegrounds and you're like what what the fuck yeah so asking a friend who can give me a full detail he said it the best he said it's it's really grindy. It feels inconvenient in that you have to run to places. There aren't many flight paths, and you have to use trade or guild chat to get groups, etc. That sounds shitty. <laughs> that was classic. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the idea that you have to walk around until you're level you, forty. You're excited it. about this because I've seen videos of it too, and I I actually have all the complaints that your friend just said, mm-hmm. and uh, that that sounds. Um, that was the grind. Like my own circle of hell. Yeah. And I don't know. <laughs> that's not me exactly but it it wasn't a lot of other people either that's why they started making it easier and easier and easier but now it's to the point where like anybody who even gives because like this is one extreme i feel like they can find a middle ground um and that's why i feel like what they're gonna do because if you bring back a little moderated version of classic wow and you try to implement it you're Mm -hmm. gonna have a fucking pariah of people saying like this isn't classic wow this is shit blah 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 blah. i feel like some conveniences should have been added um i think the image and the concept of it being classic wow is great Mm -hmm. but i don't think you need to go back to the hardcore if you're not playing eight hours a day for two weeks straight you're excited for this i'm excited for it want there to be, be still some, some kind of mild conveniences yeah. because it's the idea that i am okay with grinding for something right because that's what been you've been problem. missing exactly yeah. i've been missing a true grind yeah. what i'm not okay with is even after grinding for eight hours yes and after those eight hours of let's say eight hours a day a week so much oh yeah exactly can't. after grinding for eight hours for a whole week yeah. i'm still level 30 and I got 10 more levels to do, to do when maybe 80% of the eight hours is me walking from point A of quest to point B of quest and back. And then I still got 10 more levels until I can even get a freaking mount. And like that, there's no flight pass. There's no queue times or queue systems like there was um, or what there is now. Like you can just queue up for literally anything um, and connect to anyone on, on U.S. servers. Like you actually have to use guild chat, group chat, say, hey, looking for one, blah, 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 blah. You actually have to communicate with the community and anyone in that server. So you bet your ass whenever there's a server that starts getting superly populated and Mm -hmm. people are like, I don't want to go to the server that says medium. Mm -hmm. I want to go to the overly populated (laughs) one because that's that's where you can find groups. 
I'm just oh, I'm curious how they're gonna do the it. Head. Oh my god, I'm so proud of you. Yep. But uh, <laughs> that is that. Yeah, I mean that sounds like I know I know what you're saying. I know a lot of people are complaining about that, and mm-hmm. that's what they want, right? And uh, and they're giving. It's it. just not for me. It's the exactly. farthest fucking thing oh, from yeah. fun. Mm-hmm. that I could think of. Mm-hmm. But I get it. I get the sense of progression you used to get from those games and that they're gone now. And that, uh, But gun to my head, you said you have to play World of Warcraft Classic or stabbed in the balls? <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe I'm not playing World of Warcraft. <laughs> yeah, no, it's just, it's just that. I, even then, it's just like, when I was little, I just played it. I never cared for like end game or anything like that. I think now that I've grown through, I feel like that's all I ever hear about MMOs is like it's all about the end game talk. And yeah. I don't like, I don't understand exactly what they mean by that. Maybe it's just because I'm such an outsider to this form of game. Yeah, that what wouldn't you just be excited more for the like content that's in the in that's what people are saying because before the end game stuff yeah, because with vanilla is the idea that you had to do the quests yeah. to level you had yeah. to do this and then you'd have a quest to go do the dungeon i hear the quests are very anti- antiquated dude. yeah and the thing is is just like even then like i said there was no real queue system so yeah. you'd have to travel to the dungeon yeah. after forming a group through group like a general chat and then go in to do the dungeon yeah. and so it's just like now where wow is is like there's so much crap in the middle now, like what, seven, eight, nine expansions, that your whole purpose to really level or do anything that's worth your time is in the last expansion that's out. Yeah. But from level one all the way to 120, fuck you gotta do. Get in a dungeon and dungeon your way all the way up to the max because there's nothing really to do in the middle. Or there is, but it's all outdated and no one really sits there. Yeah. So it's just that. that. And if you want a certain expansion that's popular, you got to do third-party stuff. But are you are you still excited for it? I'm excited. I'm going to play it because, again, I have friends. Yeah. We're all going to play it together and all that other stuff. Do you see me as committed to drop eight hours a day to do some shit? Probably not. Fuck no. No. And one last question. Did you see the World of Warcraft movie? Yes. Did you like it? It was pretty good. For real? It stayed true to the story. It didn't fuck up the story. I, no. I knew the, Am I going to sit here and be like, it was it. a work of art? <laughs> no. <laughs> it's no drive <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly but it stayed true to the story it didn't mess that up and they closer to drive or green book these comparisons closer to split or let's think of or the notebook fuck <laughs> <laughs> I can't work with this. <laughs> okay, one last question. Gun to your head. <laughs> Would you watch that Miley Cyrus Nicholas Spark movie, uh, the last song, or um, let's go with Lucy, starring Scarlett Johansson. I'll go with Lucy. Lucy, Honestly, yeah. yeah, that was pretty bad. Yeah, I know. People oh. like it, but I don't understand why. I don't it's, understand. I that. think it's terrible. It's terrible. Anyway, moving on to my video game, yes. which is much better. <laughs> <laughs> Streets of Rogue. Okay, oh, it I've is a roguelite game that is currently available. I think on pretty much all systems. I think it's it released Friday for everything, but it was on. It's been on early access for a while. Yeah, I've heard about that. Um, but it is 
great. It is. I've been playing it. And you start off, you're a... I mean, story doesn't matter in this game necessarily. It's a it's a pixelated indie game by one person. Uh, but you get to choose a character. And each character has a different class. And you unlock them by uh, certain requirements within the game. And depending on which character you play, wildly changes like your play style. And it is oh, it's so much fun. But it's a roguelite, so you're... You're moving up, up each level, like you'll have the slums, and you have like three floors on that, and then you go to the next floor, which is industrial. You're moving up to get to the mayor's house, because you're part of the rebellion, to kill the mayor. And it's it's very hard, but what I love about it is just the variety of things. There's all these systems, and they're, they're, they're pretty simple, but they interlock to just create something very deep. Is that like, for example, I, I liked playing as the werewolf the other day, because he has ability when you um, right-click that he turns into a werewolf and you're very strong and you get health by killing them, right? And that play style is wildly different from, let's say, I want to play as a thief. And the thief then is you, your your ability is you pickpocket people and you're more stealthy and all that and you have like this this window glass cutting tool and safe cracking tools. And it is, it, depending on who you play, there's so much variety. It's so different from play style to play style and it's co-op. So you can actually pick these different characters whose abilities then even throws in more of an interlocking system of like, let's say, this, let's say you just wanted to be fucking just kill everyone, okay? So you could play as a gorilla. And I would then play as a werewolf. Can I name myself Harambe? Not in the game, but if you wanted to call yourself Harambe and you wanted to beat that Man. dead horse of a joke, then yeah. <laughs> Rip in peace, Harambe. Yeah, let's... <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> press, press F to pay respects. Yeah, let's get some internet humor in there. People love that shit. Nothing's oh, more yeah. alienating. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I love this game. It's uh, it's it's a lot of fun. And so what, what do you how, think? About how much it? is it for? It's $14. Fourteen dollars. It is worth it. I promise My you. My God, it is worth it. Fourteen dollars. Yeah. For what? For what? Fucking wow! Is a fucking subscription service? Don't you fucking get? No. Don't you bring that shit in here, okay? It is so much fun. Like, do you, okay? Just want me to run out down some more characters? Sure. Okay. You have the jock who has a, a dash ability, so his his whole thing is gonna be more uh, melee melee. Melee focused. I don't know why I say melee sometimes. But more melee focused. And he has this ability. He dashes through walls. He can break any wall with his little thing. And it recharges every two seconds. And then you have... Let's say you want to play as the cop. You can actually arrest other other people. So you get more points based on arresting like drug dealers and, and bad people through that. And the systems are so deep that you can press... Think spacebar, and then it will show you even like who's the owner of each house and who, you know, what they're doing, and you know, it's not like they're not so deep pathways Wait. that it's like fucking Skyrim level. They each have like a daily routine, but yeah. it is. Wait, so if I was the cop, can I just like raid people's houses? It's not that deep, um, but sure. Mm. Ugh, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> or okay, so the shapeshifter. The shapeshifter is fun because you are very small and you die very easily, but you can go to any character in the level and then shape like shapeshift into their body, and uh, then you take whatever abilities they have. 
So, you, so it's basically like wait, like character, like any. So you could go. So each obviously like all these arch archetypes that I'm playing are within the level. So you could go into a cop. You could go into a werewolf. You can go into a vampire. You could go into like any other different archetype, and you would have their abilities. And then whenever they die, you jump out of the body, and then you have your own health, and you could go into. So. Hmm. So basically, you're an STD. How? Explain this metaphor. Because... Because you made it, and now you gotta live with the bad joke you just made. Yep. (laughs) You go into someone's body. Listen You go into someone's body. And then after they're dead, you spread? (laughs) Have you not watched Alien? What the (laughs) fuck are you getting at right now? (laughs) You're saying Alien is a metaphor for STDs? (laughs) God, the stuff in the comedy was that you got. Today's not been a good day for us. I'll just go ahead and put this. The comedy was you got heated as fuck. Yeah, you got it out of me. Good for you. (laughs) (laughs) What happened was you said it and then realized, oh, that doesn't make any sense. I gotta come up with something else. (laughs) I was trying to figure out how I can reference it to an alien reference. I was like, what can I say to piss Stefan off? Why didn't you just say then it's like alien? No, why would I? Because then I'd have to explain how it's like alien. I'd still just get angry because you can't. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, actually, in that case, you might be able to explain (laughs) in a certain degree. But not to get too nerdy, why alien doesn't shapeshift into people's bodies. He kills them from the inside. But anyway. (laughs) (laughs) They come out of their belly. And and he doesn't kill them. Technically, they put facehuggers or impregnated. Anyway. Yeah, Yeah, they do get impregnated. Yeah. Does, Does it, like, sit in the stomach? Like the eggs? Isn't that where it's Good sits? question. You know, I I, I missed that mm-hmm. diagram of when Rip, Ripley stops fleeing <laughs> from the alien and goes to a blackboard and then draws for us exactly what happens with the uh, the eggs in the stomach. <laughs> Maybe that was in Prometheus. I hated that movie. Maybe. <laughs> I'm so I'm so lost with this line. Like after. I feel like the original like Alien movies. I was just like, then there's Prometheus. Alien and Aliens is really good. Aliens three is okay. Yeah. Alien Resurrection kind of sucks. Um, Prometheus did not do it for me. And then Aliens Covenant. Uh, controversial opinion is the worst thing to happen to the Alien franchise ever, <laughs> where they stop focusing on the aliens and focus on this fucking android who hates people. So that's what this is now about. <laughs> he doesn't hate people, but anyway. It's actually a segue to Black Mirror. <laughs> God, I, hate I hate it so fucking much. Anyway, about this game, do you, what do you think? Do you think you'd like to play it? Since you haven't played it yet, let's, that's how we'll grade it. Because I'm going to say it's an 8 out of 10, but how would you? So wait, it is like a platformer, no. arcade looking game? It's or? an arcade rogue light. It's not a true rogue mm-hmm. like because you still get something I missed. You get chicken nuggets as a currency that you can then go buy traits and rewards for each mission you complete. There's missions on each level. So it's you still get progression you still get that progression of unlocking new characters unlocking new traits unlocking new you know new weapons to use and stuff where do you get these chicken nuggets just from doing missions where are they from though again uh, the characters didn't really i don't think they thought that deeply into it 
Because it's got a sense of humor, but it's not it's not great. Yeah, I really fucked with McDonald's. I mean, it's, it's not like egregious, but it's also not. I don't really fuck with McDonald's chicken nuggets. I'm it's not McDonald's chicken nuggets. I mean, why don't you like McDonald's? I like McDonald's chicken nuggets. We all know there's Give me some so chicken much, nuggets. There's bones. There's no bones in... What? What? Like, they grind it all up. Oh, you think that it's just kind of like a paste. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Probably. I used to want spicy chicken nuggets from Wendy's. Wendy's? Wendy's has some good fucking out in chicken August. nuggets. Hell, yeah. Spicy chicken I think Chance the Rapper called I... them out cannot wait for the lgbtq community to take back chick-fil-a so i can eat there again (laughs) and also go there on sundays like i just i love their food i refuse to buy it (laughs) yeah i get it yeah i get it but oh my god i'm ready for that spicy chicken i get from wendy's i think they're already back buddy i think change the rapper hooked you up yeah but i thought it was coming in august oh unless it's are we missing out? We're gonna tr- we're gonna go to Wendy's after this podcast, yeah. <laughs> and we'll tell you next I'm, week. I'm gonna slam my hands on the counter and be like, "Where's the spicy chicken?" Nuggets? And watch and be like, "It's next month," and I'm gonna look at Stefan and drive my ass home. <laughs> <laughs> last, okay. So just one last thing I want to talk about. Oh, answer my question. Do you want to play the game or not? You just want to know if I want to play co-op with you. Do you? Because it's fucking great. And if you just... Okay, I'll play, I'll I'll, play with you. I will literally show you a level after that. Yeah, okay, we get done okay, with yeah. This. yeah so, so last thing I want to talk about, some music that released recently. Uh, we're not oh. going to get in-depth in it, but I just want to mention that Freddie Gibbs released a new album called Bandana, which is the best rap album of the year so far. And Purple Mountain is my favorite album band. I can't remember the name of the album right now, but I've listened to it obsessively. And it's amazing, and everyone should check it out because it doesn't have a lot of review, a lot of views right now, a lot of listens, a lot of streams, a lot of money, a lot of ka-ching, guap, <laughs> but it's amazing. <laughs> and uh, also, just stuff coming out next week. I thought of a new little thing mm-hmm. that we will rate it with a ooh or a eh. <laughs> <laughs> so that uh, this week actually, like this Friday. Mm. The Lion King. Oh yeah, I'm watching that. It's okay, rate it, rate it with our scale. You can't drop the scale already. Oh. Eh. Oh, for real? So you're just not that excited for it? Eh. I'm also gonna give it an eh because I'm just not really into remakes of uh, Disney stuff. I like all the yeah. Disney stuff, but I don't. There has yet to be one that has given me anything. Jungle Book. Jungle Book is is good. It is very good, but it's also mm. almost a, like a shot for shot remake mm. of which dampens it in my point. If you're gonna remake something, why do the shot? It's the whole. Okay, so I don't know if you ever seen this movie, but there's a Psycho remake by Gus Van Sant, which is literally shot for shot, just with different actors, and it is soulless and awful. And that's the whole thing problem I have with these new Disney remakes is that, I mean, I have no problem with animation, and in fact, that it gives those movies an imagination, like. That, that you can't get in live action. So just remaking it in live action to me doesn't doesn't tickle my fancy. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not for me. Okay, I respect it. I I honestly think, to this point, um, the only Disney movie that I would say that like a remake that I would say was great was Jungle Book. Jungle Book. Yeah, That's, I agree. It was good. I don't think. It was and I I heard um, I just know that critics didn't take Lion King well. Yeah, so far it's not getting. It's good. not getting. It's getting like middling. It's going yeah. Like, it's know. just kind of like a great cast cute. though. Yeah, no, I'm great cast. About the cast, but great know. cast, and they're just kind of like yeah, um, it's cute. 
Yeah. And so with that being said is I'm going to watch it because it's cute and it's going to be entertaining, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to sit there and be like, Oh my gosh, I'm mind blown. And then so. in the realm of TV shows, uh, nothing super coming out this week, but next week, I don't know if you've heard of this on Amazon, hmm. the boys oh. adapted off of a comic by Garth Ennis, which was the writer hmm. of preacher. Yep. I know you're a big fan of the preacher show. Preacher. And so am I. Preacher's great. I love preaching. But uh, it is about a kind of squad of people who mm. try to keep in check superheroes within the world because the superheroes are acting out oh, that's, that's radically. Awesome. And, oh, that's cool. and I think that if done right, has the potential, since we are so obsessed with superheroes right now, to really... Because mm-hmm. that's, that's why he wrote it in the first place, is a kind of satire. Mm-hmm. And right now I'm going to give it an... Ooh, because I'm interested. <laughs> <laughs> what about you? I'll give, I'll give it an... Ooh, yeah. yeah I, I hope it's good. Um, also, uh, they just announced the official release date for Masterminds Season 2. It's been a minute. They gave out Season 1, and it's been, like, I think two years now since Season 1 came out on Netflix. You mean... Uh, I say Masterminds. Faux pas on you. It is... What? Min- uh, what is it? Mindhunter. Mindhunter. I said Masterminds. Masterminds, which is... No, that's Megamind. See, yeah, I'm bugging Ma- fucked up now. Yeah. I thought you were trying to say the sequel to the Warfare. Literally, <laughs> I said, I'm thinking Master of None, <laughs> Megaminds, and Mindhunter all at the same yeah. time, it seems like. well, you know, I'd watch the shit out of that show. Mindhunter? No. Uh, Mas- Master of None? Masterminds. If you no, inserted oh. Megamind <laughs> into Mindhunter and then threw in... <laughs> trying to figure out his own romantic yeah. life. <laughs> Dev trying to figure out, trying to understand his family's background. <laughs> um, also, speaking of Will Ferrell, he's uh, is that his birthday today? <laughs> I don't fucking know. Is that what we are birthday. now? Happy birthday, Will Ferrell! Just kind of clicked. Yeah. Um, so if you're listening to this, I don't know why the fuck you would be. Um, question your life if you're doing that maybe he's one of the 22 people sorry not to get on this fucking horse who start our show and won't even listen after the theme song they get five seconds into the fucking theme song and shut the show off honestly it's like, our like analytics this, are crazy right now this piano is too piano-y yeah. for me <laughs> i just imagine one person like hearing the thing like mm, not for me no thank you yeah. Actually, um, somebody who I didn't know checked out the podcast. Uh, I because you know I posted it, yeah. and then randomly they're just like, "Oh, I checked out that podcast that you posted." I was like, oh, "What? You listen to podcasts?" And he's yeah. like, "Yeah," and I was like, "Yeah." So what do you think about it? Just to find out what he says, like mic quality, whatever. Yeah. What could we do? And then he was just like, uh, "It was actually entertaining." I thought I wouldn't be entertained, but I actually was pretty entertained. I was like, "Oh, that's great." And he goes, "And one thing I just don't like." He's just like, "Which I think is kind of funny, but then kind of like uh, is y'all laugh at your own jokes a lot." I was like, "Yeah, oh. but I feel like I, that's all and then, pretty <laughs> common podcast." Then, like, I think <laughs> we're just <laughs> laughing at each other. We're not laughing at our own jokes per se. Then, we're just kind of laughing. And then he goes, and he's just like. And then, like, that guy you do the podcast with, he thinks he's really funny. He keeps laughing at his own jokes a lot. I was like, Oh, what? boy, I'm going to be thinking about this criticism yep. for a while. I'm glad <laughs> you told me this on air. <laughs> I'm just like, well, um, I will tell him. Yeah. And I thought I'd tell you now because chances yeah, are he's listening to this. Yeah, this is the perfect place for me to get a self-conscious anxiety yeah, no, attack. No, no, Chances are he's going to listen to this. So this is your chance to say exactly Oh, this is what this was for. Yeah, exactly. Oh, okay, okay. You can say exactly what you want to say because chances are he'll listen to this. 
Oh, I doubt it. <laughs> but, um, well, I just wanted to say that, uh, thanks for listening, and, uh, you just lost a friend, buddy. <laughs> you just lost a friend. Never. I didn't even laugh at that. Think about that. Damn, you didn't even laugh at that. I refuse to. I refuse. I refuse since we're just two friends laughing at each other's shit. (laughs) That's why I'm laughing. (laughs) To to laugh right now because... You know what? I'm good. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. (laughs) You know what? I'm good. Oh my gosh. Well, um to end it guys. Um thanks for listening. Yeah, and, honestly. Uh, thanks we'll for be... listening. Thanks for coming out and we'll definitely we'll definitely got a handful of things to talk about for our next podcast. Yeah. So, uh, we'll see you guys next week. Right, see you next week. Bye.